an age-old question that has absolutely no answer is how do you go about replacing one of the program's greatest players ever? You are Locked On Hoosiers, your daily podcast on the Indiana Hoosiers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, guys? It is Friday, July 8th. This is Locked on Hoosiers, your one and only daily one-stop shop for everything IU athletics. Thank you for making Locked on Hoosiers your first listen every single day. I'm your host, as always, Jacob Rude. Today's episode is brought to you by BetOnline. BetOnline has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. BetOnline, where the game starts. Micah McFadden was a lot of things for IU football, and I really earnestly believe there's a strong argument for him being one of the best players to ever put on an IU football jersey. He may not have all of the individual accolades or maybe the team accolades. He was still at the heart of a team in the pandemic season that was one of the best teams IU's had in decades. Uh, He was at the center of that defensively. Last season, I know things went really, really awry. He still played at an unbelievable level. And so how do you go about replacing that? That's going to be something that's going to be kind of the key theme throughout today's episode as we wrap up our positional group previews by looking at the defensive backs and the linebackers. Because for a number of reasons, I thought it was interesting to do this together. It's two units that kind of work real closely together in Tom Allen's defense. They blend in with one another at times uh, with the Husky position um, that I I think it was fair to do them together. And I also think it's two units that are, it's interesting because they're so like diametrically opposed. Like the linebackers lost so much from last season's group. Micah McFadden, the biggest reason for that the defensive backs they lost they lost something but they returned so much from last season so replacing Micah McFadden might be an impossible task but as a leader I think you could look to somebody in that secondary potentially Taiwan Mullen as somebody that could step up and I think if if people are going to step up as kind of leaders uh, to replace Micah McFadden, which is going to be as tough as anything you need to replace in just terms of on-field production. Uh, but in terms of leaders, I think you're going to turn to this defensive, uh, these defensive backs, the secondary, for that help. Taiwan Mullins, uh, Jalen Williams, uh, Devon Matthews, all guys that have been around that I think could. Um, take bigger leadership roles to try to replace the voice that was Micah McFadden. And it's also interesting because I thought the linebacking core was the, was the kind of the core that maybe the heart and soul, the anchor, whatever kind of uh, phrase you want to, you want to use or cliche you want to use. They were that for IU last season with McFadden with Cam Jones the defensive backs, the secondary, I think, are going to be that this season with Mullen, Matthews, Williams that we mentioned, Sanguinetti, Noah Pierre. We're going to talk about a lot of guys. But 
I think those guys can be that for the Hoosiers this season. So kind of with that in mind, it felt right to look at these two groups together because they're, they already, as I said, are, are tied so close together on the field that it would have made sense in that uh, aspect alone. But so many of the storylines that go with one of them kind of go with the other one. So while in the other episodes, we kind of look in the second segment at the players and then the third segment, the storylines, we're switching it up. Next segment, we're just going to talk the linebackers, third segment. We'll talk the secondary, but there's going to be kind of some intertwining there because uh, even some of the guys that are going to play, namely Deshaun McCullough, who, I mean, we're five, six minutes into this podcast, and that's a name we haven't mentioned yet. I think he could play in both positions, and he's someone that played as a safety in high school and um, can play as a linebacker in college. Maybe he plays as that Husky position. He's someone who has seen his position on the roster changed around a little bit. He's been listed as a defensive back. He's been listed as a linebacker. His position is kind of fluid, and I think he's going to bridge some gaps between these two groups that um, is going to kind of underline the, the what to watch for these groups because there's just so much to replace with these linebackers that it's going to be impossible to do with one person, but I think it'll take multiple units to replace what Micah McFadden brought to the table last season. So with that in mind, let's take a look at those linebackers first and the guys that departed, but most importantly, the guys that are returning, the guys that are coming in that could potentially fill the hole left by Micah McFadden. Before that, though, guys, betonline.net, is both today's sponsor and your number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. Find all the latest sports developments, league reviews, and news, including this year's uh, Major League Baseball season. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sporting wagering information, including live betting, esports, and scores. And BetOnline.net remains the best spot for all of your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. They are the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite sports and events, including MMA, boxing, and golf. A friend of mine hit, <clears throat> excuse me, hit big on an MMA parlay for the card last weekend. You better believe I got him to use BetOnline.net to do that. Uh, next time there's a big card coming up, cash in on that by using. Bet online. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. Bet online where the game starts. Thanks again, guys, for making Locked On Hoosiers your first listen every day. Make sure you guys head on over to the YouTube uh, where you can subscribe to our channel, just Locked On Hoosiers. Growing community over there. I'd love to get us close to four or 500 people before the start of football season to round out this summer. Uh, it's a growing audience that uh, you guys can be a part of. We premiere the episodes there 7 a.m. daily. You guys can join the discussion in each of those. Let's look at these linebackers. Now, departures are obvious. We've mentioned them a lot. Micah McFadden leaving for the NFL draft, going to the Giants uh, in that fifth round. 
you're not going to replace him. It's the old adage. No one person's going to replace him. Uh, there's a number of guys that are going to try, though, and we're going to look at those guys. Uh, Thomas Allen was the guy that stepped in when Maiko would sit out the handful of times he did or when he was wrongly thrown out, ejected of the Cincinnati game. It was Thomas Allen that stepped in. He's not going to be around anymore, just some depth that they lose. Michael Ziemba and uh, is gone. He's a name that came up occasionally, another kind of depth piece. Uh, maybe not used quite as much, but uh, he did play seven games last season. Um, and then Jaron Handy, who uh, played seven games, was a transfer, but he was dismissed from the team and transferred away from the program this offseason. So a lot of departures... What they do have coming back, really importantly, is Cam Jones, who was the other guy beside Michael McFadden that didn't get nearly as much attention. I think he's going to get the praise he deserves this season, not necessarily being in the shadow of Michael McFadden. Um, he was really good last year, and I think not having Micah there is going to allow him individually to shine, even if it's going to make his job certainly a little bit harder, uh, just not having him around. But Cam Jones is really, really good. Alfred Bryant, also someone that uh, played a fair amount last season and uh, someone that can step in and potentially help fill some of those holes. He played 11 games last year. So it's going to be really all hands on deck to replace Micah McFadden. There's some really interesting guys coming in. Uh, three, the three biggest names, I think, Bradley Jennings, who I would pencil in as the guy that's going to be starting in the hole left by Micah McFadden. And, again, those are huge shoes to fill. He transfers in from Miami. Uh, but I think the experience will allow him to step in right away and play. And whether it's starting or a depth piece, he's going to play. But I, I would imagine he's going to start. Another transfer I'm super intrigued about is Miles Jackson. Um, he's someone that we talked in yesterday's episode about the defensive line, about how you create, uh, pressure on the quarterback when you don't have, um, edge rushers on that defensive line. He's someone I could see potentially being an edge rusher for this team. He's listed as an outside linebacker alongside Alfred Bryant, who we mentioned. Those are the only two guys on the roster listed as outside linebackers. Um, I think they're kind of made for that bull position. And so it's going to be really interesting. I'm very intrigued about how Miles Jackson is used by Tom Allen this season because I think he could be a weapon. He's someone that dealt with injuries at UCLA and eventually transferred away. Assuming he's healthy, I think he's someone that could really be a weapon and really address a need for the Indiana this season and getting guys that can get to the quarterback and create pressure. Uh, he's athletic. He's a, uh, an edge rusher that, um, if things go right, if he adapts to the position adapts to the team, I think he could really make a big impact on this season. Obviously, again, we probably went too far into this without mentioning Deshaun McCullough, who, uh, our recruiting expert was on, um, about a month ago at this point and John Garcia and had a incredible term to use to describe Deshaun McCullough a monster back which I love he is athletic like a, a secondary defensive back 
built like a linebacker. He said he wanted a name for those types of guys. Monster back is what he's decided on. I love it. And I think a lot of the discussion about this year's linebacking core is going to, I maybe not centered on because I think it's going to be centered on how you place McFadden. <laughs> I think there's going to be a lot of focus on how good is he going to be? Um, is he someone, I mean, he's going to step in and make an impact right away. Uh, and that's something we talked about with John Garcia. Go back and listen to that episode if you didn't already, because we talked a lot about Deshaun McCullough. Um, he's someone that would step in anywhere and make an impact because it's Indiana. It's probably a bigger impact than he would have made at an Ohio state or somewhere like that. But how much of an impact is that going to be? Is he going to be someone that starts at the Husky position? Uh, he seems like he would be maybe a bit too big for that to start there every game. I, I don't know. We haven't seen him. You've seen him at Bloomington South at best, maybe. Probably haven't seen him much in uh, in games, which would have been another reason it would have been really nice to have a spring game just to watch. But is he someone that can step in and play that Husky position? Um, what role does he play in helping replace Micah McFadden? Like we said, it's all hands on deck. Uh, there are going to be a number of guys that have to step up in various ways to replace Micah McFadden. Cam Jones, even though he plays a different linebacker position, he's going to have to do things to step up and replace him. Miles Jackson, Alfred Bryant, they're going to have to step up and maybe create some of those pressures on the quarterback that McFadden was so great at. Maybe they'll have to take that burden. Bradley Jennings with the experience as kind of the leader potentially of a defense of a, with a guy who knows what's coming. Deshaun McCullough, maybe with some of the raw talent. There's just a number of ways that you're going to have to kind of piece this puzzle together to try to replicate what Micah McFadden was able to do. Maybe having a number of different guys step in allows you to try different things. But um, what role does McCullough play in that? I, again, Jennings is probably the starter. Uh, what role does he play in that? And lastly, just where does Miles Jackson fit with this? Because He's listed as an outside linebacker. I could see him theoretically playing defensive end. Um, is that something they do if they don't get enough production from that defensive line? Is he better suited in that bowl position where he can play a little bit of linebacker as well as play a little bit of edge rusher as well? Um, realistically, I think that's probably the position for him, but I'm just curious to see if he's healthy, where he fits in. He's someone that Tom Allen has talked about uh, as an intriguing player and someone that stood out during spring camp. So he's someone I'm really interested in seeing. There's a lot of linebackers in this group I'm interested in seeing. Deshaun McCullough, Miles Jackson, Cam Jones, even Bradley Jennings. I'm, I'm excited to see what those guys can do. Let's talk about that secondary, which has a lot less questions about them. First, though, let's give a shout-out to LinkedIn Jobs for being the official college football recruiting sponsor across the Locked On College Network. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash college. Terms and conditions apply. As I mentioned, we talked to John Garcia a couple weeks ago. LinkedIn, is, uh, LinkedIn Jobs is what made, makes that happen for us. 
to be able to bring on John to talk college football recruiting. Hopefully, knock on wood, heard through the grapevine there might be a college basketball one coming. And if there is, boy, oh boy, are we going to have him on weekly to talk college basketball recruiting. Let's dive into this secondary and take a look at what we have in store for us. Let's look at some of the key departures. Uh, There weren't a lot in terms of quantity. There was a lot in terms of quality. Reese Taylor transfers away to Purdue. Raheem Lane out of eligibility. Marcelino Ball (laughs) after a decade at Indiana out of eligibility. Jawan Burgess out of eligibility. A number of other guys transferred out from the safety and Husky positions. Uh, So there weren't maybe as many players, impactful players, but they were really important ones. Reese Taylor was cornerback number two, probably. Um, And when healthy Raheem Lane, Marcelino ball, huge pieces of those secondary safety Husky positions. So, Marcelino Ball is who I think of when I think of the Husky position. Even if he's someone that sporadically played it, that's just what I have in my mind is Marcelino Ball because I think at his best is what Tom Allen wants that Husky position to be. The good news is there's a lot returning. We talked a lot about most of these guys uh, already. Taiwan Mullen, by far the best player I think that's going to be on this defense next season. Jalen Williams, um, if Reese Taylor started the season as the number two guy, Jalen Williams finished it as the number two guy. He was the number one guy with Taiwan Mullen's injury. So getting him back is huge. Noah Pierre has kind of shifted positions to probably play that Husky position. Getting him back is huge. Devon Matthews is going to play one of those safety positions. Josh Sanguinetti is going to factor into this somewhere in that secondary probably as a depth piece or potential starter uh, in those safety or Husky positions. So five really, really talented guys coming back just right there alone. There's some more depth pieces coming back next season, but those five right there, really, really important to get them back. Not a lot of incoming talent. Uh, I mean, because of the reasons we said, there's a this is a bit of a loaded uh, group who there isn't a lot of holes to fill. The one notable exception is Travell Mullen, who obviously is the brother of Taiwan. We'll see. I really, really don't expect him to play this season uh, because there's just so much talent. But it's going to be intriguing to see uh, if he does play, if they redshirt him how that comes about, but he's coming in again. I'd be surprised if he plays that leaves a lot less questions just in terms of what they're going to be able to do. Maybe more individual. For example, can Taiwan Mullen reach his peak again this year? He was hampered by that odd foot injury last year. I think he suffered in the Western Kentucky game when he really, really started to look like the old Taiwan Mullen. He gets hurt. Never. I mean, he barely played. He never looked like himself the rest of the season. Can he get back to the peak he was at in that pandemic season? Because if he can, you might have two first-round picks this season because Taiwan Mullen at his best is really, really damn good. So can he get back to that level? And again, if he can, if you can just walk into any about any matchup and say your number one wide receiver 
an opposing team's number one wide receiver is just covered, accounted for, that's such a huge advantage. Uh, it's not something IU can typically do. So uh, can Taiwan Mullen get to that level? Can the secondary anchor the defense? We talked about the linebacking core doing that. That's more common to have your linebackers be the the heart, the soul, the mind, the brain, whatever you want to use of the defense. Can the secondary be that? Because we talked about all the guys they have coming back. Definitely the most talented group of the defense. I thought it was last year, and that's even when Micah McFadden was a linebacker with Cam Jones. There is no question this is the most talented group on the whole team. If you're looking at position groups, I had to think about that for a second. Across the whole team, this is the most talented position group. Can they anchor the defense then as a secondary and control passing games and shut down passing games for opponents? They can only do so much. That's why, not to beat a dead horse, why it's important to have guys that can get to the quarterback and rush things and create havoc because... You could only cover opposing players for so long, but can this group be the anchor for the Hoosiers? Who takes the Husky spot is another question. It's going to be somebody we probably named. Is it Noah Pierre who made the switch from cornerback to Husky? I would think he's probably the early favorite heading into fall camp. Is it Deshaun McCullough? I certainly think he's going to play time there. I would think on more rundowns, uh, on running downs, I think we'll see Deshaun McCullough make some appearances as the Husky and play some snaps there uh, to give IU more guys in the box and, and things of that nature. How much does he play there, if at all? I mean, it's still up in the air, but how much does he play there? Sanguinetti, we mentioned, he's talented. Um Maybe without a clear spot right now, he could start at one of the safeties. Does he maybe slide over and play some Husky? Uh, it's going to be interesting to see. If I had to guess right now, you're probably looking at Tywin Mullen and Jalen Williams as your cornerbacks. Devon Matthews, Sanguinetti as your safeties. Uh, Noah Pierre as your Husky. McCullough can fit in there at times as well, but a lot can change, and uh, maybe Tom Allen sees it differently. We'll see, but that's a lot of talent if it's those five guys starting. A lot of experience coming back too, which is really important uh, to have just a group that has seen a lot of things, ups and downs with this team. So if there's a group I'm most excited about, easily the secondary because they are going to determine just how good Indiana is next season. And I can't wait to see what they're able to do and hopefully see Taiwan Mullen back at his best because there's few things more fun than just a shutdown corner that can just lock up whoever he's going up against. Taiwan Mullen has that ability. We'll see if he can get back to that level. Quick update on the podcast. Uh, I mentioned it on Wednesday. As you listening to this, I am probably on a flight to Las Vegas. I am going on vacation next week. Uh, that does not mean you will not have a show because I'm such a kind soul recorded episodes uh, throughout the week to um, go live next week. So you're going to hear, for example, a new series we're going to start, a What If series. Jared's coming on to do that next week. We're doing a show with Locked On UNC, one of the big opponents for 
the college basketball season. We're going to talk IUUNC. We're going to talk um, as well college realignment, get a, a take on it from someone outside the Big Ten. Um, and so we will see how that unfolds. Maybe do another what if series in there as well. But um, there is no breaking news that I'm going to be covering next week, if I'm being honest. Uh, we're letting it ride, and I'll be back the week after that to catch us up on all the news we may have missed. But thanks again, guys, for making Locked on Hoosiers your first listen every day. Come back with us next week to hear some of the fun new podcasts. Now, know what your team is up against across the Big Ten with Locked on Big Ten. Every day, your host, Nate Dickinson, and the local experts of Locked on take you across the Big Ten in 30 minutes. Make Locked on Big Ten your second listen, Locked on Big Ten. Follow us on Twitter if you have not already. Uh, Leave a rating, review, subscribe if you haven't already as well. Helps us out a ton. Most importantly, though, guys, have a terrific Friday, a terrific weekend, and LEO.